Welcome to the Streamline Performance Podcast, where our mission is to provide you, the everyday athlete, with the knowledge, insight, and tools to stay active, improve performance, and avoid injury along the way. We believe that an active life is a life worth living, and if you're here, you likely do too. If you're ready to learn from the best doctors, coaches, athletes, and other leading experts in the ever-changing world of health and wellness, you're in the right place. Let's jump into today's episode. All right, welcome back on the podcast. Today we've got Ryan Spencer. He's a doctor of physical therapy and orthopedic clinical specialist. He is uh, one of our PTs here at Streamline Performance PT. And uh, I'm excited to talk with him today about training through an injury because all of us at Streamline tend to work with active people. And whether you're, you know, you classify yourself as an athlete or not, um, most of these people are, you know, working out in a gym setting or, uh, are training for a race or a competition of some sort. And, um, by and large, a lot of these people are able to stay active and stay moving and competing in whatever they're, they're training for, uh, while we rehab them to some extent. And so I kind of wanted to get Ryan's input cause he com- comes from a, uh, unique background with jujitsu and, um, powerlifting as well. So Ryan, thanks for hopping on with us today. And, uh, let's, I, I'm curious when someone comes to you for PT, they've, let's say they've mm-hmm. got a shoulder injury. What, uh, what are some of the first things that you are talking to that person about in order to make a recommendation for their training or whatever they're working with? Yeah. So, um, I think the first thing, you know, we do a good job in general at Streamline is just finding out what matters to that patient, right? So, um, because you could have 10 people with the same diagnosis of a shoulder injury, but it can be 10 completely different programs. So it really depends on what their goal is, their sport, um, you know, what their volume of training looks like. um, And especially with, you know, things like jujitsu, there's certain vulnerable positions that you may want to avoid. So it's really finding out like, hey, how much are you training? Are you going to be doing a competition? Um, what, what makes this a good physical therapy experience for you? What's going to be a win on your part? And once you find out kind of the underlying why, of you know, why they're seeking help in the first place, it, it makes the programming a lot easier. Awesome. So if someone was like, the hard part is sometimes we get people that come in and they're like, Hey, my shoulder hurts, uh, whenever I'm, let's just say reaching overhead, uh, and I've got a jujitsu competition in a month. And so, you know, we don't necessarily want to pull out of that. It's not an injury that we think is, you know, a surgical case or anything like that. It's something that uh, we're not super worried is going to necessarily get worse if they continue to do some specific exercises. What's the conversation like around that when they kind of have a short timeline? Yeah, well, a lot of that is finding out, you know, what their training looks like, because, you know, there's a lot of jujitsu gyms out there and there's a lot of different training partners And anyone who's been on the mats knows, you know, there's certain people that if you're hurt, you're probably like, yeah, I'm not going to train with that guy today or roll with that guy. So um, a lot of times in the early stages of injury, when I'm encouraging people to continue rolling and staying on the mats, it's, you know, do something we call flow rolling or technique (laughs) drilling or specific training where you're just doing certain positions that I know you can handle and also picking your partners wisely because that that really matters in the sport of jiu-jitsu where you have certain people that will just want to crush you and have no regards for it 
And there's other people that understand if you have an injury, you know, they're going to maybe not attack that arm or they're going to be a little more respectful uh, from that. Um, but really the initial stages is sorry, finding out what the root cause of that shoulder injury is, what are the demands that it can currently handle, and what are some factors that might flare it up, right? Because if, if I just tell them to go back and train and don't give them any guidance of, you know, what specific positions they should maybe avoid, um, you know, it's very easy, especially if you're sparring or you're in the heat of the moment, you don't really think about what you're feeling and you kind of just get in that tunnel vision and then you feel the effects either later that night or, you know, after the next morning. Um, so first is finding, you know, what positions and load and tolerance, what, what is that tolerance of the shoulder now? Um, and then we kind of build off that. So you actually brought up a good point. Sometimes a lot of people will go see P a PT or a chiropractor or a massage therapist or something. And over the next couple of weeks, stuff starts to feel better. And then, you know, they end up getting hurt again, maybe three, four months down the line. What I see when I work with athletes is that there's a lot of, there's a lot of gray in between my shoulder doesn't hurt anymore. And I can do the level of competition that I want to do for as many times a week as I want to do it for uh, as long of a training session as I want to do it. So how does the, how does the knowledge of the programming for whether you're a jujitsu athlete or just someone that goes to, uh, you know, an orange theory class, how does knowledge of programming come in to play when you're working with someone that has an injury? Uh, knowledge of programming matters because uh, like to your point, you gotta, you gotta progress them appropriately and know how quickly you can progress someone, how much volume they can tolerate. Um, but also it's knowing the sport is, is what I think is really important too, because you know, you're going to trust someone more in your hands if you're doing that sport with that person or you have the lingo, you know, the position, especially jujitsu, because it's so you know complicated where anyone can look up basic positions and have a general idea, especially if you're a good, you know, uh, movement specialist or PT or doctor or whatever. You can have a basis, basic idea and understanding of what, you know, loads each position is going to have on certain body parts. But um, until you've actually done the training or, you know, felt the exhaustion or, know been in these awkward positions because you know nothing's a guarantee with jujitsu there's a lot of you know there's a lot of fluidity to it where you're moving through and out of different positions so just one having a provider that knows and the feeling of being in those positions and who does train um, i think that establishes confidence in the patient as well um, and two you, that leads directly into programming because chances are you've done some of your own programming for yourself if you're a serious you know jujitsu practitioner or triathlete or whatever uh, if you're doing any sport, you're probably incorporating that into your your own uh, training regimen, especially if you're you know a healthcare provider like like we are. Um, but it's to your point, it's it's a tricky and a slippery slope when you're you know increasing volume because that first week when you feel good, I call that you know the danger zone because that's when you feel really good and you feel like you can handle stuff and the human nature is to just go right back to 100. percent But you have to realize that first time you feel good and you have your range of motion, your pain's down, your strength is up. Um, it's not ready for the the demands of what you were doing when you're 100% injury free, right? So um, you got to have the knowledge of how to progress. And frankly, that's, you know, you learn that through trial and error sometimes as a PT over the years of, you know, sometimes you don't get the results you want. And as long as you learn from it, um, that's important. But having the combo of the knowledge of the sport plus the programming is, is crucial to getting back uh, to a high level, especially if you're going to compete. I think uh, what I'm hearing is that there's more that goes into rehabbing an injury than just like 
do these five exercises for your shoulder pain, right? Yeah. Um, it's, I think, uh, you hit it on the head in that it is, it really comes down to a more holistic approach and the knowledge of the variables that you can manipulate in that person's sport or, you know, their recreational hobby to allow them to continue to do that sport. Because unfortunately, a lot of people, you know, we can obviously modify, let's think in like the weight room, we can modify, uh, obviously weight sets or reps, but we can also modify tempo or speed or range of motion, plane of movement. You know, there's all these different things that we can kind of tweak and modify to allow someone to stay active in the weight room, uh, without saying, Hey, just don't bench press anymore. It's like, well, what other pressing types of variations can we get this person doing? That's not only going to allow them to maintain some fitness and some strength, but it's going to, you know, I think a big piece of it is keeping people psychologically engaged with their sport. Cause a lot of times you take, you know, two, three, four, six weeks off. And then it's like, it's really hard to regain that momentum of getting back into a training routine. And, um, you're fighting the uphill battle. Now you've got some deconditioning on board cause you've taken time off. So really being able to manipulate variables allows the person to stay active and avoid that deconditioning phase. I've seen, so for, for those of you that haven't been in the clinic with us, Ryan actually will like fight with his patients. So, um, he, he gets on the ground and he rolls with people as they're kind of getting better and practices those, uh, specific kind of, I don't want to say sketchy positions, but some of the positions that people may have trouble with due to their injury, he'll actually get on the ground and roll with them and kind of do some different drills and things like that. And uh, I think that that's really something unique that Ryan does and for his athlete population with jujitsu and martial arts and kind of relating, you know, their pain or their injury to their sport and allowing them to practice those variables and manipulate variables to allow them to continue to roll, but avoid tweaking it even further. So, yeah. And honestly, kind of like what you said with psychologically being ready, that's, that's one of the main reasons why I do that with patients because yeah, I think the one piece that's missing in a lot of rehab and especially in your general rehab is you get to a point of function where you look at the numbers, the range of motion, the strength um, and say, Hey, you're, you're good. You know, no pain. You got full range of motion. You got strength, but when you're dealing with a sport, whether that's running, cycling, jujitsu, wrestling, whatever it is, if if you're not confident in your ability to handle those demands, you're going to hold back. And when you hold back, that's when you're really putting yourself at risk for for further injury. Because especially jujitsu, if you're you know if you're going in there kind of apprehensive and not fully going for that takedown or not trusting your body to handle the demand, and you let up, that's when you can get hurt. Um, so like common thing I do and see a lot with knee injuries for jujitsu athletes is, you know, they're very apprehensive to shoot for a double leg takedown because it's an awkward motion. Uh, you got to really put that knee way past your toe and contact the ground with your knee first. And when you're coming back from a knee injury where you've had pain at those certain ranges, it's kind of scary. And, um, you know, there's ways to progress it. And you know, I had a patient a couple months ago that was dealing with a bad knee injury came back and he was functionally healthy and ready, but he was just scared to do a takedown. So we went through some progressions and slowly lowered the depth of it. And by the end of that session, he was taking me down. No problem. Well, great. I, I think, you know, I'm walking away from this conversation with a couple of big points. Number one, working with a provider that, that understands your sport kind of beyond just the basic 
how to keep score <laughs> and yeah. um, you know, knows the mechanics of the sport and also the variables that you can manipulate in your training to keep you active. So awesome. Well, I appreciate your feedback. Um, and I think we all learned a lot and uh, looking forward to the next time I see you rolling on the ground with someone in the clinic. Yeah, for sure. Thanks for having me on, Nick.